You are listening to the Uplevel Lounge podcast. I'm your host, Melissa Froelich, a business coach and strategist who helps female entrepreneurs uplevel their business with practical strategies, a rewired mindset, and the accountability to make it stick. With over 15 years of collective hands-on experience in corporate and the entrepreneurial space, I bring a unique and diverse perspective when it comes to helping women grow their businesses. My own business experienced massive growth when I started investing in my business and working with a coach. Now I am here to share those same strategies and insights with you right here week after week. If you are looking for clarity on your business direction and accountability on your goals, then you are in the right place. Let's jump into today's episode. Okay, so today on the podcast, we have a special treat. My husband, Bernard, is joining us to answer some questions that were posted over in the Up Level Lounge, the free Facebook community where I love to hang out with all of the incredible women in my community. And so we thought it would be fun to do a kind of behind the scenes impromptu podcast where I'm going to ask him your questions and he's going to give his honest response. He has not seen the questions ahead of time. So stay tuned for a special treat. Okay. So if you've been following my journey for a little while now, you know some of the story. I met my husband in Boise, Idaho, the good old fashioned way on eHarmony. And I gave up my very, very cushy, lucrative corporate career to follow him across the country for his military career. So thankfully it all worked out and we are married and we have a beautiful daughter, Ellie, who is going to turn four here very, very soon. So that whole piece of my life is what really opened up the doors to become the business owner I am today because I had to start over. And I thought I was just going to get another corporate job and it didn't quite happen like that. And it really pushed me into this place of exploring what else was possible. So I'm super grateful for the opportunity to have been able to discover this, this journey. And I'm also grateful to have a very supportive husband. I know that that is a big piece of my success and he is my biggest cheerleader, even though sometimes he has no idea what I'm talking about or what I'm trying to do. So this is going to be fun. He is a Air Force fighter pilot. And we're currently in Montgomery, Alabama. And we moved here from Las Vegas about what, four months ago now. And we're going to be moving again in another eight months. So since that fateful meeting in Boise, Idaho, we've moved to North Carolina and to Las Vegas and here to Montgomery, and we're going somewhere else again. So this is always a journey. And so I think it's going to be really fun to see the person behind the scenes that provides so much opportunity and support to growing this business. So he knows a lot of you because he's heard you on Voxer or he knows because I have told him about your wins. And so it's going to be really fun because in a couple weeks we're having the retreat here in Alabama and he's going to get to put some faces to names or however that goes. But I'm telling you that having a supportive spouse is, is such a such a blessing. And it's also challenging. I think sometimes when you have somebody who wants to support you and they have no idea what you're doing because it's so very different from his career path. And I think some of that might come out today, but like I said, this is not pre-planned. We're doing this totally impromptu. So stay tuned for some fun things. All right. I'm going to start out with Michelle Castillo's question. And she wants to know what it's like 
to be the other half of a driven, successful female entrepreneur. Specifically, I would enjoy hearing about your journey through this lens. What was hard, what didn't make sense, and how you saw me change personally and professionally as I gained confidence. Well, first, I think, uh, thanks for having me and uh, appreciate the opportunity. So uh, my first answer here, let's see, I haven't even had a chance to read the question or even look at it. So <laughs> let me get my thoughts together. I think the most interesting part about this journey is watching it begin and watching how you changed from a corporate standard employee to becoming your own CEO. And that, uh, that journey has been fun to watch and it's happened over a relatively short amount of time. Okay. So... If you were thinking about something about this journey that didn't make any sense to you, or maybe a bunch of things, like what would that be? Like what, what was something that was hard to be supportive of? Well, I think one of the biggest challenges at first was watching you leave the corporate environment, right? So that you have, you have your safety net, you have your bubble, you have this big company that's there to take care of you. That's the guaranteed income, the guaranteed paycheck, the guaranteed, you know, uh, all of your medical, dental, those types of things that sure, okay, the military provides some of that, but you just getting up and walking away from that was one of the biggest, you know, fears. Because what happens if you just stepped out on this ledge and you just fell flat? I knew that I needed to support you. I wanted to. I wanted to support you. I wanted you to be successful, and so I, I knew that that was the right thing to do. But man, that was definitely something in the back of my mind that kind of resonated as like, wow, this is this can be a bad thing. What did it mean to you in your brain when I said like? I'm going to start working online. Like, what did you think that that meant? Or what, <laughs> what what type of picture did you have? Oh, man, I don't even know that I had a picture. I didn't even know what that meant. It's like, uh, you're probably going to answer a couple of emails. And basically, you're going to get on Gmail for the day. And you're going to write and answer some questions for some people and drink a couple of coffees and head out <laughs> to the garden. I, I didn't know what, what working online could even entail. I didn't know what it meant. And I certainly didn't understand the the potential you know financial implications there as well. What about, I'm just going to like plant a seed here because I know that this has been hard for you. What about investing in growing my business in terms of, you know, when I came to you and said I wanted to do the OBM online business manager certification or when I <laughs> just most recently transferred the biggest sum of money in our basically entire business journey, but one of the biggest sums of money of our entire life to invest in coaching, like talk about that and how that's different or crazy to you. Like, what do you think when I have presented those different things. Well, it is crazy. We've never had, you know, the, the military would have never given us the ability to have this financial freedom like your, like your job has. And I certainly would have, would have never expected it. Again, going back to the previous question, what did I expect from, you know, working online? I thought maybe 10 bucks an hour, $8 an hour, something along those lines that were gonna just be something, you were gonna basically employ yourself to pay your own bills is the way that it felt initially. Obviously, watching your business grow to what it is, and you know, knowing that that's not the limits of the of its capabilities, is eye-opening. First off, and um, seeing that you are always able to continually turn profits and 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 build your business, and you show the motivation, and that you have the desire to continue on. That you don't aren't you're not just comfortable with getting stuck with eight dollars an hour or whatever whatever the next number is, who cares what that number is, but you're always striving to do better, to make other people better, to grow the business and make sure that it's, you know, always on the up and up. Seeing that and knowing that you have that desire is what, you know, allows me to at least internally say, hey, it's gonna be okay. Take this investment and allow this to be that growth. Don't just 
set yourself to a comfortable position and, and just continue on with whatever you're don't stay in the status quo you should you're always trying to push for that next thing and that's knowing that you have that drive is what allows me to be comfortable it's interesting to hear that perspective because i I think I know how you're going to respond to these things, obviously being an Enneagram type six with my ability to project. So it's, it's fun for me to hear this. Okay. So that kind of leads naturally into the next question, which is everybody wants to know, how do you feel about me making more money than you? I'm not going to sugarcoat it, right? Yeah. That's not even, not even close. I mean, you're probably like, you know, two, three, four times, whatever it is at this point, I don't even know. Um, and that's kind of, I think that right there is what is important like i actually don't really even know what the number is i don't honestly even care what the number is it's not about a number to me about whether you're making 10 times more than me or one times more or half amount whatever to us i our i think our relationship is is good and strong and so we see each other as equals no matter what and so that to me is is awesome i know that if i need to go down to the store and i need to buy that brand new you know mercedes benz <laughs> i got that i'm just kidding that I've got that support, but I also know that, you know, um, that you can do the same and it's not dependent on whether or not you made the money or I made the money, but the fact that we have, um, respect for each other and, and know that each other are always looking out for the best of us as a whole, as a unit, you know, as a family, um, and everything basically at the end of the day, it goes back towards getting Ellie to a point of success in her future. So that's kind of the number doesn't matter. It's. It is an interesting thing though, um, because it's always kind of, sometimes you look at stuff in the store and you're kind of like, oh, well, you know, like maybe someday and you're like, oh, well, maybe I could now. Was there ever a time where it didn't feel okay to you? Like, did it make you mad or frustrated or there was any emotions that came up? No, one of the, one way that my brain can wrap around it is that I have a fixed income because mine is government-based. It's not like I live in the corporate world where well, if you just worked a little bit harder, you know, you might get that bonus to make to CEO or you or you know to whatever the next step is within your career. You know, you 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 don't really have that ability in the Air Force. You're you, if you're a major and you have 12 years of service, you have a set number. That's that's a number that doesn't matter how hard you work or how much of, of a terrible person you are. You're making 12 years at 04 level. Those things aren't going to change. And so for me, like that having at least a little bit of like it's almost like a negative thing. I can't actually make any more money. If the situation was different and if you had a job or a career where you did have the opportunity for advancement, do you think that would change things? I mean, we're both pretty competitive. So one of the other questions is, what advice do you have for spouses that are conflicted with their partner making more money? And so kind of putting yourself in that situation, either to speak to somebody who isn't super supportive or is frustrated that their spouse makes more money. What do you have to say to them? I think I have a lot of questions. If there's a conflict there and your spouse is making more money and it's it's dry, drawing a problem, uh, I have other questions about, you know, well, how do you manage your money? Is there some way that you can tie those things together? Is there a way that you can have joint bank accounts or some sort of way that doesn't make the other partner feel inferior? Uh, I'm sure there's a whole psychological spectrum to this that uh, that I'm certainly not capable of answering. But um, for me, if like going back to the initial part of that question, you asked, well, what if I worked outside of the Air Force and I had the ability to make more money? Um, being a very, you know, uh, competitive person with you, I think there would be there would be a drive. There would be some sort of a, a fear that, like, oh, I'm not doing enough. I'm not gonna. I'm not advancing fast enough in, in my in my business to keep up with her. Um, so that would be 
definitely it would be there. But I think once again, if you come back to the come back to it as um, as at the base level, you realize that at the end of the day, this is all for us. This is for us. This is our family. Uh, So it doesn't matter whether or not as long as I know that I'm putting forth the best effort that I can, I have taken the, taken the chances that I can take and, and made the best investments that I can make to further advance myself, to then further advance our family as a whole. I think that's the most important aspect of it. Uh, so that's that's how I would have to look at it. I uh, think that's a good point is making sure that like the communication is there. This isn't just me having my own success. And I think one of the things that I have done well is making sure that you know that you provide the opportunity for this success in my business, right? And bringing you into the conversations, even if you have no idea what I'm talking about, but trying to make you feel like you're part of it to a degree. Like, we'll just tell, there's this really annoying thing that he does and he likes to say that, what is the title you gave yourself? So for everyone out there listening, uh, I am the chief advertising officer, the CAO. Drives for, me crazy. For all of Melissa's business. And <laughs> she absolutely despises it. And I absolutely love it. And I get to I get. It to makes laugh. no sense. I'm like, that's not even a thing. And so he has not let that go for two years. But anyway. Hashtag let's make it a thing. No, absolutely not. So I think that that's it. Like I have tried to explain even when I haven't known, here's what I understand about this. And this is why I want to, you know, make this investment or take this leap or do the thing. And I guess that leads into Heather's question, which is how has my mindset work and my inner work impacted you? And what are the biggest changes you've seen in me in terms of that work? Well, your mindset work has has directly bled over into our relationship, right? So not only improving our relationship as a whole, because you bring it home with you, not just in work, but it's also you've also brought me in on those, you know, I sat through an Enneagram coaching call with you and we discovered what number I was and we discovered how how to best fit your number with my number and make it, you know, as strong as possible, how to, how to improve our relationship based off of stuff that you've learned from work. So your mindset work, uh, you know, has also resonated with me when I'm, when I'm at school, you know, doing my stuff for work. And, you know, as I interact with people, I still, I have, the ability to at least see one more perspective uh, in the way that the you know communication takes place strictly because of the conversations I've had with you. What's one thing that you can say is very different from when I started to where I am now in terms of my own development or how I look at things or how I approach things or don't approach things? Like what's something that is different? I would say initially you were extremely hesitant let's take this back all the way to day one, you know, when you're living in Goldsboro and you're just now getting a start and you don't even have a clue really what online, you know, stuff you're doing versus you're working f- and you're working for someone, uh, just sort of trying to make, make ends meet or do whatever it is that, uh, whatever it is they asked you to do and you didn't really have to think on your own. Now you truly do use the CEO mindset that I hear you preach all the time, you know, and, and, and you take that approach uh, take for instance, this morning we went to a group Pilates or joint Pilates session. The two of us, um, you know, because you are the CEO and you made time to make that happen and you organized it. And 
that would have never happened before. Let's not, not even talk about what it costs to go do that, but just just, just the time. <laughs> I know alone. you want to you want to talk about what it costs. <laughs> <laughs> just the time alone to make that happen. I mean, you were like, nope, my I have this amount of time. I'm going to make this work. This is this is my time. I've finally allocated my schedule to take care of myself, and that's one of the biggest things that you've grown uh, over even with just within the last probably year to six months. Mm-hmm. But. Well, probably so CEO mindset, like embracing that, but also prioritizing self-care. I mean, that's something I wasn't good at because there's a couple questions on here about like, how do you guys have a work-life balance and keep everything flowing so perfectly and smoothly? We don't. I mean, we're we're humans. Like we're constantly, I would say that what yeah, you guys should see from behind the scenes when uh, Melissa's doing her Voxer between the all of the uh, folks that help support this business and and just the back and forth and all the emails and all of the conversations and Melissa sometimes just pulls her hair out, walks outside with a glass of wine, and just starts going to town on the Voxer, and you're like, oh, somebody's getting in trouble or something's <laughs> happening or who I knows do, what's going I do I do have to go outside sometimes yeah. because the dogs are running around and Ellie's home from school and you're trying to talk to me and dinner is going and I, I would say that you know because we don't want to paint this picture of something that it's not, some of the challenges have been where work is bleeding over into dinner time, right? And really trying to say, okay, I want to be better at putting the phone down, but also you need to also do the same thing, right? I think we're very good at having conversations that are real, looking for ways to improve in all aspects of our marriage, our personal life, as parents, as partners, but we're not perfect by any means and really identifying how can we improve. And then one of the things I think that has really come to light in the last year is me intentionally telling you I've got a launch coming up or a busy season. I'm going to be on my phone a lot and here's why. And then I've got the buy-in from you. Speaking of the phone, I know that that's come up in our relationship in the past with, you know, like, gosh, we're just driving down the road and Melissa's always on her phone, just tick, 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 you know, all I hear is a little text messages going through and you're like, man, what is going on? Like I'm sitting here trying to drive, maybe even have a conversation, point something out. And and so it's, it's been a, a point of emphasis for us to be like, listen, all right, hey, I've got, like, like Melissa said, I'm going to be busy here coming up very, very soon. I'm going to have to get these messages out to these folks or something that Melissa does really well now is, listen, I, I need to answer these Voxer calls or I, I need to, you know, send a response to this person or I need to shoot off this email. And so that's what, it, you know, I'm going to do that and I'm going to do that when we're getting in the car. So it's kind of like a heads up, you know, I'm not trying to ignore you. And that's the other really nice thing. It's just like, listen, I'm not trying to ignore you. I, I'm not trying to be rude, but have all these things that need to take place and we still need to go run these errands, but I'm going to need to do them at the exact same time. And so those like having that, you know, communication, open dialogue, open dialogue is, is super, super important and very helpful for my brain as well. Cause I'm over there just cruising along, just watching the, you know, stop signs roll by and and not not sure that I'm sitting there by myself. Oh my gosh, you're gonna have all these ladies like feeling so bad for you. Like you're <laughs> painting quite the pity party. But yeah, it's true because he scrolls his phone to do mindless activity, you know, in the evening or something like that. And so I think it was easy for your brain to say like, why are you scrolling Facebook? And you're checked out, not talking to me instead of like, this is my livelihood. Like this is how I talk to people. Oh, true. But it took a lot of communication. And ladies, it didn't happen with one conversation, right? There were a lot of like, I would be pissed because I'm trying to do something. And he makes a comment about me always being on my phone. And I'm like, I told you, this isn't me over here just hanging out. Like, this is work. And those conversations sometimes have have to happen multiple times. And now you're much more supportive. And we've come a really long way. And here's the crazy part. The more that my business has grown, the more times we've had to move, the more that the things have happened that you would think would 
take away from my time for my family. It's actually been the opposite. And it's been really weird to see it happen with this last move. I have a really just beautiful schedule right now. I'm done every single day to pick up Ellie from school. I have time to cook dinner leisurely. And sometimes I do Voxer people back or, you know, I do a few things, but it is like, it's a really small amount compared to the early stages. Do you agree with that? Or do you think? hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, there were in the beginning, uh, we purposely made sure that you had time to, you asked me, Hey, I have a client that is in Australia and I need to make a call. It's going to have to be at like at a camera for it was like 6 30 at night yeah, yeah some sometime late in the evening and it's like can you handle dinner can you handle ellie can you take care of this stuff i will not be around to do this i have to prep for the call i need to do the call and then i have post work after the call and so just that kind of stuff was uh, you know it was it was enormous it was an enormous drain because i would come home from work and then i would immediately transition into take care of ellie while you would maybe taken care of her before i got home and now it's like a complete role reversal it's like okay now now you get to go back to work and now i'm home so it was just a, it was a mess and I would say that what we did know in that time was this was a means to getting to the next level. We had lots of conversations. This won't always be the way this is necessary. And it was usually the other part of that was me saying like, no, I'm not going to take this client because it's going to impact you know our evenings. And it was you saying you absolutely should. I can do this. I will step in. But I tend to be the person who just wants to do it all and I don't want to put a burden on him. And so I would say that that's where he's really good at kind of forcing me to put the business first when I don't want to or I feel bad for doing it, if that makes any sense. So it's a lot of communication is what it comes down to. And it's a lot of knowing that what is happening right now in your business is not going to necessarily be indicative and it most likely will not of what it's going to look like in the future. But you have to have the buy-in. You have to say, like, I need this support in order for this to happen and be willing to continue to have the hard conversations. And I think that's something we definitely have done really, really well. Okay. I want to see what else is on this list. I'm, I'm legitimately going back through the thread in the Facebook group as we do this. So that was kind of tying into Jane's question and how do we make it all work like clockwork? We don't. It's a work in progress. Yeah. I think there's there's always kinks in that schedule. There's always things that change in the evenings. I mean, how many times have you woken up on a Saturday morning and, and realized that you either, maybe you forgot to do something and you need like, babe, I need 30 minutes or this morning. Or people want to talk to me, right? Yeah. And it's, and it's okay. I could like, ignore I, it, but, but why? If, if now I'll say like, hey, I really want to go talk to this person. They're interested in, you know, coaching with me one on one or or whatever. And those have been some of my best clients. They don't expect that I'm going to get right back to them. But sometimes I have the opportunity. And now it's much more like you understand how all the pieces are coming together. But let's also be honest. A couple weeks ago when I went to that retreat, that's the second time in my entire motherhood that I've ever left Ellie, right? It's not like I'm running off and jet setting around the world. It's been a lot of sacrificing and not being able to go do things because of your schedule as well. But we just constantly are looking for ways to improve and make sure that this business is supporting our lifestyle and not letting the business take over everything. And there's periods of time where it's had to, right? Where it's had to. Yeah, for sure. Or trying something new or launching something new. But we had to get there. I mean, we you, we took the moments where we knew that we were extremely busy. And like you said before, we weren't going to allow those to, to be the forever and end all be all. Those were all not, it's not the way life was always going to be. But we knew that we needed to get the business to a point 
where you did have some flexibility and you could be could instill that that CEO mindset and you could, you know, have time for yourself and then use your 2021, you know, word of your year, which is I, I think self-care is what you went with. Oh, so very good. Um, anyway, so <laughs> I, I think that's that was we knew that we wanted to reach that goal. And I think setting your objectives and setting your goals got us to that point. We knew what we wanted to achieve and we just continued to work until we got there. How do you think my role as a military spouse has impacted how I've grown this business? Meaning if we weren't in the military and we lived somewhere and I just got to be stationary and I got to do whatever I wanted and never had to worry about the unknowns, like how do you think for better or for worse, being a military spouse and all the things that come with it has changed the trajectory of? Well, let's give praise where praise is due. The only reason you're even in this industry is because you are a military spouse. Now, that's probably where the praise ends, because quite honestly, everything after that is a disaster. But um, (laughs) the only reason that you took on this role and discovered online work and built your business the way you did is because you're a military spouse. Looking back on... Meaning because I gave up... You gave up the corporate lifestyle at, at Micron in Boise, you know, and you moved in with me in Goldsboro with you know, just with no job and you went searching and what did they tell you? They said, oh, you're associated with the military? Not a chance. We're not going to hire you. No, they didn't say that outright, but that's essentially what Yeah, happened. like, oh, we're looking for somebody who can be long-term in the business or, oh, you're greatly, you know, overqualified for this position. I get so many of those blanket responses and... Yeah. And so that was sad for me and hard for me to hear. And, and it was really difficult to watch as you... Because we weren't even married yet. No, we were, yeah, just still dating. And so that was really difficult. You know, a girl who gave up her entire career um, lifestyle to come be with me and now she can't even get a job at 10 bucks an hour. So, uh, you know, that was, that was hard and watching, and that's goes back to all the original questions. I'm like, oh man, how did you, how do you support her? How did you, what was the stress levels coming into this whole thing? Well, all of that, you know, you wrap this all up and you say, well, okay, let's give praise where the military, where it's due. The military got you into this job. It's not directly, but you know, get it. Um, but now that you're, in it and you've started it and you've you've grown it now it's all been just sort of a now it's difficult because you have your team and one of the girls on your team is in germany and you know another girl in your team is in, in another state here in the united states and like so you are now spread all over the place and you as the lead now you are getting moved all over the place changing time zones having to coordinate with your with the people who work with you and for you um, and, and all of your clients, those, all of those folks now have to be flexible or you have to be flexible to work with them. And so it just, it makes it really difficult. So that's, uh, um, we'll give them praise up front, but everything else from there is, <laughs> is a, is a challenge to say the least. I will say for me, I would, one of the positive things is the resiliency with it, right? We always figure out a way. We always look for the best opportunity, no matter what it is. It's really been hard for me, the not knowing, not knowing what's next. And the the flip side, the good part of that is we've had to build a business that supports that, right? Freedom being the number one core value of the business for so many reasons, but especially for my team, because this year Katie moved at the same time I moved and that could happen again uh, down the road. Hopefully not this next year. It'll only be me, but not being able to even plan out my entire calendar year for next year because we don't know where we're going or specifically when we just know a rough timeline. But I will say that I feel like it's made me less like realizing I don't have all the control I would like and having to sort of just sit back a little bit and roll with the punches, which I'm not good at. 
So it's made me a stronger leader in that sense. And it's by by default because of being a military spouse. I think there's also room to develop on that and say, because the only thing that's consistent in the military is inconsistency, is you are forced to change what you offer and you are forced to change a little bit of the business so it never becomes stagnant. Mm, that's a really good point. And so that change has has allowed you to continue seeing new perspectives and 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 offering new things and seeing and, and new times and new time zones, et cetera. So anyways, just to build on that a little bit, yeah, I think that's, uh, I can wrap up one more one more positive there. Okay, so we've talked about a lot of the fundamental pieces of the business. So I'm gonna I'm gonna throw one at you right now. What do you tell people I do when when people say like, oh, what does your wife do? What do you say? <laughs> uh, well, I've tried to get really good at this because this does come up a lot, especially um, when people start to get to know you or know of you and realize that oh, she has a podcast. Oh, she has a website. Oh, she has a business. She does what? She makes how much money? Especially being a military spouse. Especially a military right? spouse. So that um, you know that is not something that's pretty standard. Um, and so when people ask, I have to say like, well, honestly, she's an online business consultant. That is that is the the blanket statement that comes out um, whenever I whenever someone talks to me, and they kind of stare at me with blank a blank look and they kind of, you know, do the little puppy dog, like RCA dog look that has no idea what I'm talking about. Uh, but anyways, that's that's kind of where we go that I say, just, she's an online business consultant. And I say, she, she'll take your business from, you know, X dollars and try to turn it into, you know, uh, try to quadruple it or double it or whatever the number oh, is. <laughs> um, so anyways, I just said she, she'll, she'll build your business. She takes you from wherever you're at and, and gets you to your to your goal is, is the way I describe it to folks is the most easy way to put it. Okay, fair enough. Um, what is my business name? Melissa Furlick Consulting. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that was not Sage either. Like he cannot get this right. It's the Froelich Group, babe. It's LLC. the Froelich Group. Yeah. <laughs> See, see, like all of this up into this point, you're like, oh, wow, he is so supportive. And he is. And then it's stuff like this. He has no idea. It's not fair. I can barely remember my own name. (laughs) So how do I work with clients? That's another fun one. Like, what do I what do I do when I have a coaching session? What do we talk about? Oh, man, are we talking about when I tell people? Yeah. Oh, man, I just tell people that you video chat all day long. (laughs) (laughs) What am I going to do with this retreat that we're having in a couple of weeks here. I have mindset. no idea, but I know I'm responsible for driving people around <laughs> and maybe being maybe being somewhat of a chef slash uh, waiter. <laughs> so, uh, no, I, I mean, obviously the, the goal is to get people together and bring people together face-to-face is always helpful because you can really don't get to know somebody from the internet as a whole, right? So um, it'll be nice to have people in person, see them, know them, talk to them, and kind of see them outside of just the, 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 the 30 minute session or the one hour session or whatever it happens to be. Uh, on the other end of the internet, you can actually get an opportunity to sit with them and talk with them, relax with them. And then maybe a few glasses of wine in, you actually start hearing some truth. And so you <laughs> <laughs> um, can kind of see where people are at in their lives and maybe learn a little bit about their personal um, side of side of the... You know, what drives them. What the, drives them, yeah. The how why do they, behind them. Why are they doing it? What's going on? You can just get a little bit more of that opportunity. And pretty excited to, for anybody who's listening, who's coming, I hope that uh, you're excited because uh, we're definitely excited to host and I'm excited to meet you. What is something that you wish I was better at? Making more money. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, like we said, we've really tried to communicate where we feel our, you know, where we're, our weaknesses are. So I don't know. At the moment, I can't think of anything off the top of my head. I'm sure there's plenty. It's unfair to say that there's nothing to work on. But um, 
I, I love how we discuss like, okay, I'm, I'm not good at this. I need you to hold me accountable. And I think those, mm-hmm. those boundaries are kind of things that we have tried to instill in each other. Um, and so whatever those boundaries that we're not currently meeting, I hope we, I hope we continue to remind each other of those and, and strive towards achieving those, those desires. Absolutely. Okay. Well, I think that this has been fun. (laughs) I hope it's been fun for you guys to listen to. Feel free to, you know, add to the thread over in the Up Level Lounge on Facebook if you have any more questions. And I will be sure to ask Bernard for his candid responses or come into my DMs. But really, I just want to encourage you that if you have somebody who you wish was more supportive in in your business or understood what you do, I encourage you to have lots of conversations and not to give up and really look at how much are you, you know, talking about what the why behind it and, and what you're aspiring to create or become and see how you can bridge that gap in terms of communication and knowing that it's not going to always be instantaneous. And it might be a conversation you have to have 547 times before there's really some growth or some shifts in there, but it's possible. And having a supportive spouse is pretty, pretty amazing. So here's to all the supportive spouses out there. Make sure you go home and say thank you if you are fortunate enough to have somebody who supports you. And whether it's a spouse or it's a partner or a family member or whoever it is, but we don't do this alone, right? We shouldn't do this alone. We've got coaches and people that love us and support us, and we need to make sure we celebrate their impact in our growth. All right. Thank you so much for tuning in. I will see you right here next week on the Up Level Lounge. Thanks so much for tuning in to today's show. If you're looking to join a community of female entrepreneurs focused on the growth of their online business, be sure to check out the Up Level Lounge community on Facebook. As always, you can find all of the links and information mentioned in this episode at melissafrolick.com. See you here next week.